Well, the time flies. Uh, you're listening to Faith Talk Radio, 1360. I'm your host today, Gary Kinneman. I was a pastor of a large church in Mesa for 25 years, Word of Grace. And for the last eight years or so, seven and a half years, I've been freelancing, doing this, helping other churches, uh, helping people in ministry and connecting people in the community who are making a difference. Uh, I have a website. It's uh, nothingbutgrace.com or garykinneman.com. That's like cinnamon with a K and an A at the end instead of moan. So nothing but grace is easier. And I have in the studio with me today two gentlemen. Uh, Brian Mancini is leading an effort uh, to help veterans. Um, we have, he said this a couple times here today, we have 10%, one out of every 10 adults in Phoenix is a veteran. It's hard to believe. So if you're in a local church and you have 200 adults, that means you've got 20, an average of 20 veterans in your church. If you're in a church of 2,000, you've got 200 veterans. And churches need, need I'm, I'm speaking as a pastor now, churches need to step up and take advantage of this extraordinary ministry opportunity uh, to serve those who have served us. Uh, <clears throat> the Veterans Administration here in Phoenix has it's been the poster child for all the problems in the Veterans Administration, and it's been, uh, we've been on the leading edge of the issue. And uh, often, you know, I know lots, I've got lots of friends who are pastors, and churches are coming to realize that it's, church is not just about singing together and hearing a Bible lesson, and then, and then just going out and serving Jesus. Sometimes people don't know exactly how to serve Jesus, and this is exactly one of those ways. And uh, so I, I, I think I had led you with this question, uh, what, what can people do to help vets? And, and I believe everybody can do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, uh, talk about some resources. I, w- I would like to answer that question real quick and then kick it over to Mark. Yep. There's a lot of different ways we can reach vets. I think we can heal a generation's past from the Vietnam generation by, uh, by getting them engaged with this generation that's coming home and, and, and creating the Battle Buddy Network um, within our congregations and, and getting people who, who have been there and done that, reaching back for people that, that need help. Also, um, in the algorithm that we use in Operation Healing Journey, uh, it has to do with a lot of art and music and outdoor recreational therapies and animal therapies. So if you're a fly fisherman, if you're a kayaker, if you're, if you're an artist uh, and you want to reach out to the veteran community, find a nonprofit organization oh, that's, that's out there serving them and then be the hands and feet. Go and engage. Uh, volunteer. Invite them to coffee. Invite them to church. This is who we're supposed to be. This is what we're supposed to do. Um, within the congregation, there's a lot of different ways we can develop existing platforms like the men's groups and the women's groups and the singles groups and the youth groups to really meet the need of the transitioning veteran. And I know that's where Mike wants to talk about, um, and, and that's where his expertise is, is truly at. Okay, we're talking to Captain Mike Vold. Did you ever get to captain, Not Mike? Not really captain. I was lieutenant, but never made it that far. <laughs> so he was an officer in the Navy on a, on, a, on a gas ship, oil and gas, providing fuel for the, other, the big ships. And uh, those are, I understand, those are great ships to be on when they're hit by a torpedo or something. You yeah, know? We didn't, the reason we didn't get in too much <laughs> of the ports, only went in a couple times, was uh, they can torch you pretty easily. One zapper one zap and you're dead. Yeah. And we saw that in World War II. Yeah. You grew up on Victory at Sea, and you've seen a little bit of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or an ammunition ship, munitions ship. That, that's another great place to be. Yeah. So my, uh, Mike was a, is a Vietnam uh, War vet, 
lost some friends over there, and he decided to get back engaged. Are you doing this full-time now? Pretty much. Are you retired? Uh, I'm Sort of? I don't know what retirement is. Well, uh, I, I, I have retirement a, means you used to have a job that actually paid you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I had. Uh, I still am partner in a consulting firm. Okay. But the amount of work I've been so focused on the veterans that I don't seek work anymore. Oh, that's great. If it comes to me, fine. So do you get? Uh, you, you have some income from the consulting firm, or you uh, just... we have, I have some, but most of I'm. I'm. I guess I call it. I'm, or do you have your wife cleaning pools? Yeah. Yeah, my wife is a, actually is uh, works at a <laughs> works at a uh, association, a talent association, and is the maintenance for free though. Too. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah. She volunteers. She's too. The, She loves. She's it. retired for nothing too. Right. We're we're both uh, cruising through life with. Yeah, that. I get. Uh, how long you been in Arizona? Stuff, yeah. How long you been in Arizona, Mike? Uh, I we started coming here. I actually came here when I when uh, oh back in the nineties. Oh, awesome. yeah. But I did. I was here. A, snow, I was a snowbird, don't you know? Yeah, yeah. from. So I, uh, but I really got into it. I really fell in love with it. And we sold our house this year, uh, so I am a real Arizona now. Okay, from uh, from, from the North Country, from Minnesota. Yep, yeah, yep. sure. Yeah, sure. Don't you know? <laughs> so uh, tell us about the resources. Brian's talking about resources. Um, and um, yep. well, well, what we found out, uh, this was in 19, 2007, 2008, as we started uh, trying to engage our large uh, Catholic parish in Minnesota. First of all, the veterans are hidden. They're a proud group. We had trouble identifying them. We had to, they self-identified. Families eventually self-identified. And the way we drew them. Now talk is, about that. What do yeah. you mean they're, 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 uh, they're hidden? They're, well, they, what's, what's happened, there's security concerns. with vet, One year when a spouse is deployed, uh, there's security concerns. Uh, the veterans, uh, I should say the, uh, the, the officially the deployed, the deployed soldiers and veterans, there's a, there's a club. And it's kind of hard to get into the club. The other th- difficulty you might run into is there's division in a lot of faith communities on war itself. Yeah. And we were able to, to um, c- uh, focus the attention of the, of the faith community on the, on the veterans and the soldiers, mm-hmm. which changed the whole dynamic. It, it's, not about, uh, it's not about war. This is about people who are in the mid- have, have been in the military for one reason or another, they made a choice, or they, were, in your case, probably drafted. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I missed the draft. Mm-hmm. I got a high lottery number. Uh, but uh, we're talking about people who have been through trauma. That's right. That's right. So what, what, can, what can the faith community do? When we, we finally were able to interview a number of, uh, of our families with deployed uh, uh, military personnel, and they said, the main need is prayer. Mm. We said, we are praying. Yeah, those general prayers, those God pablum bless. prayers. I want to hear Iraq. I want to hear Afghanistan. I want to hear. I want to hear names. I want to hear. You know. You, you know. If you say you're praying, I want to hear who these people are yeah. and what's going on. Let's put our hands on these veterans. Yes. These veterans need healing. They need yes. those healing yeah. components that are within that church. Yes. So we we did that. Uh, we made it very visible. We put a prayer board out. Uh, we had one picture of a deployed vet. And pretty soon, all the parents started coming out, and the spouse, how come my son isn't up there? Well, just fill out this form, and he'll be up there, or she'll be up there. And we ended up, we ended up serving over maybe a five- to six-year period, 47 deployed, uh, deployed military personnel and many of their families. We adopted three chaplains. We drafted four military units. So that's, that's the one thing. Um, so the prayer, the other thing is the, the churches are, already have the infrastructure. 
they have like they got rooms. Yeah, they've got like okay, so you have a preschool program. Well, you got babysitters, right? So you can go in, uh, particularly on deployed um, de- deployed military personnel. Hey, how would you like to have us take care of your kids for a day? You go out with your friends, you know. There's that sort of thing. Yeah. Now transitioning now to veterans. The need that I see now has to do with the ongoing need for veterans. Okay, what, what's an important one? Jobs. Have a cup of coffee with a vet coming back. Connect that vet with some of your friends. We did uh, informal. There was a vet that came back. He wanted to interview at a, a bank as an accountant. So we just got a couple of accountants from banks and said, uh, managers, they said, interview this guy in a mock interview. That's, it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward. You don't really need a, a named ministry. Ours was called the Military, uh, uh, the, uh, military uh, Service Support Ministry. That kind of scares some churches. That means they'll have structure. You'd, what you do have to have somebody that steps up and coordinates the services. That's the key. At least one person as a far, part-time or full-time job, volunteer or staff member, gets up in the morning and says, how can I connect veterans with the services of this church? Mm-hmm. And, you, and what we found, you don't lead with, with the spiritual part lead with service. Mm-hmm. I've been getting indoctrinated with by the Franciscan philosophy, where Francis said, preach at all times, using words whenever completely necessary. <laughs> so it's out, you, so, you're, so you're serving, and then that tends to draw, you're, they're seeing Christ in action, that tends to draw um, the veterans uh, and, and the military personnel yeah. and families. Now one thing too is, uh, in Arizona, you have a lot of Veterans that are getting coming out of the service, they love this place. Da, you know, it's kind of a great place. Well, they're not connected. Mm-hmm. And so they're great opportunities for faith communities to connect. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff, Mike. You have something you'd like to say, Brian? Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of mega churches in this valley. Um, and these mega churches have so I know many them ab- all. abundant resources. They have yoga classes that they're giving. And that could be something that a veteran can integrate into their daily routine, their weekly routine, their monthly routine. There's psychological services within these, these mega churches. There's different individual groups that, that these veterans can tap into. Um, that they need to tap into for their healing individually and for their family. Uh, post-traumatic stress, um, it, when, the fa- when the veteran has post-traumatic stress, the family has active traumatic stress. So we need to bring the healing to the family, to the kids, to, to the wife, and we need to get the faith-based community engaged and, and dialed up and, and involved because, uh, quite frankly, this is the generation of veterans that answered that call. Mm-hmm. in 2001 when those towers came down and, and now it's time to take care of, of those people that answered that call when they're coming home to our mm-hmm. community complete that circle be the hands and feet get past the thank you for your service and start looking for ways that we can help our veterans um, we're not sending packages anymore and we can't just say thank you we need to engage them we need to bring healing physically emotionally and spiritually and we need to get people involved uh, be the hands and feet. Get out there and show them the love. Uh, earn the right to uh, invite them to your church. Yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, I like what Mike said. If don't don't lead with religion. Um, I'm a pastor, and I I have seen literally thousands of people pray to receive Christ over the years. Uh, but you can't just lead. You can't lead with that. Uh, sometimes Christian believers can be unhealthfully superficial. And it's just, uh, you know, just if you, if you just trust God, 
Uh, I, I have a favorite. It's one, of, it's one of everybody. Everybody has this as a favorite verse. You know, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. But nobody ever can tell me what the next verse says. The next verse starts with a qualification. Yet, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet, it was good of you to share in my troubles. That's right. You got to uh, get out there and meet them on the street, meet them where they're at. And help them. That's with anybody. We're going to come back. We're going to pray a little bit. Uh, We've got a few more things to wrap up the show. It's been so good to have these gentlemen with us today. Join us for the very end.